Today, we're going to be talking all about negotiating, how to make sure you're getting paid fair and making the most money that you can make. And then what do you do if you feel like you're getting offered a pay package that is less than fair? How do you actually do the negotiation? My name is Laura Latimer. I am the founder of nomadicare.com. I was a traveler for seven years and I've been on the committee for TravCon for years and years and years and love TravCon. So I'm very excited to be hosting this episode. Let's dive in. I'm going to teach negotiation today in the form of a bit of a puzzle. I want you to think along with me about what would you do in this situation and see if you know. So the puzzle has a couple of different players. We have us, the travelers. We have the recruiters. We have the recruiter managers. And we have the facility, which for this puzzle, we'll just call a hospital that needs a traveler. And then here is the situation, the things that we know when we're sorting out this puzzle. Number one, we're going to say that us as the travelers want to get to Arizona and travel there and find an assignment. In Arizona, in the city we want to work, there's currently three open jobs. Now, these open jobs, each of the hospitals are offering a different bill rate. A bill rate means this is what the hospital is telling the recruiters and the recruiter managers. Here is how much I'm willing to pay for that traveler for each hour they come in and work. And that amount of money, you have to take some of that to pay for your expenses to run your business. And then you get to decide what pay package to offer the traveler. And I want you to help us fill the staffing need. So each one of these three hospitals are offering a different amount. We're going to pretend like hospital number one is offering $75 an hour. Um, this is the bill rate that has to be shared. Hospital number two is offering 80 and hospital three is offering 90. Now, here we are as the travelers that want to go to Arizona. We do not know the bill rates. We have no clue which hospital is which or even that they're offering different amounts. Just the recruiter knows that. So there's the situation. Now, the first thing that happens is you go to your recruiter. You tell the recruiter, hey, I want to go to Arizona. And the recruiter goes, great. There's three jobs in Arizona open right now. And then the recruiter asks you, how much do you need to make? What would you say to that recruiter? And I want you to actually think about it. What would you say if a recruiter said to you, how much do you need to make in this area? And I'm going to tell you, this is almost like a trick question because a recruiter asking that is kind of unfair, right? If it was me, well, if I go to the hospital that's offering $75 an hour for the bill rate, versus going to the hospital that's offering 90, I wouldn't expect those to be the same pay packages. And so a recruiter is asking me a question that I don't have enough data really to answer. And let's just pretend like I answer it and I say a low number, a number that the $75 bill rate will work for, but the $90 bill rate could pay me even more than that. Now the recruiter has a decision to make. They can see that I'm willing to work for this lower amount and they've got a bill rate that is higher. And so the recruiter can say, cool, great. I'm going to keep that extra money as extra profits, get a little bit bigger of a commission, and my company will be very happy. Or the recruiter could say, oh, I can pay the traveler more money. Let me, let me just give them more money and make them extra happy. But the recruiter makes that decision, which kind of feels like out of our control and out of our power. So if a recruiter asks you that, you might not want to say a, a number that is low or any number at all because you don't know what the different hospitals are offering. 
and what you're willing to make in Arizona might be quite different than what you're willing to make in California versus Maine versus Alaska. And so what I say when a recruiter asks this is I say, you know, I want to make the very most money I can possibly make on any given bill rate. Because what I want the recruiter to do is look at that $90 bill rate and tell me, hey, here's how much I can pay you at this hospital. Here's how much I can pay you at this one because of the bill rate. And I'm paying you the most I can off of that bill rate. I don't want them to base what they're going to pay me off of something I said without having the data. Also, you could think about flipping the question and you could say, hmm, interesting question. Um, I have a question for you, actually. What is the lowest amount of money your company can keep? Because that's really what you want. If a company says, hey, recruiter, you can pay that traveler between 20 and 25% of the gross margin. They have this range they're able to pay you in. You want that recruiter to say, cool, we're going to keep 20% and give that extra 5% to the traveler every time because I can pay that every time and my company will still profit. You want a recruiter that will do that automatically. And so you could ask the recruiter, well, what's the lowest that you can go? Just give me that full amount. You don't have to know what I need to make because I'll just hear those numbers and decide if that is how much I want to make. So first tip is if a recruiter asks you that question, don't answer it. Don't answer it with a number at least. Just answer it by saying, I want to make the most I can on the bill rate. Okay, so at this point, you've told the recruiter, pay me the most you can. So then the recruiter says, cool, sounds good. I can offer you $2,200 a week for this job. So even though the recruiter said, yep, sure, I'll pay you the most I can, and they gave you an offer, you might be like, hmm, well, how do I know that the recruiter is being honest? How do I know that $2,200 is the most that they could pay me? And what do I do now? Should I ask for another dollar and just see what they say? Should I ask for 10 more dollars an hour? Like, where do I go from here? I got my first offer. So here's some other cool things to know to help you decide what you might do next. So fact number one, most travel jobs, especially in nursing, a little bit less so in travel therapy, but especially in nursing, a lot of the travel jobs come through what's called a VMS or an MSP system. This means there's a bunch of different jobs that come through one kind of internal job board. And then a lot of different staffing agencies have access to the same exact jobs with the same exact bill rate. And so you have staffing agencies, one through 10. All of them have that same job for the $80 bill rate. How the different staffing agencies run their company, how they decide to pay the travelers might be different from staffing agency to staffing agency. So knowing this, if you only work with one of the staffing agencies and ask them what they pay and they say 2200 you have nothing to compare it to. So what travelers tend to do is say, cool, I'm going to at least talk to two or three different staffing agencies. You probably don't need to talk to all 10. That would be a lot of paperwork and a lot of conversations and it'd be hard to maintain good relationships. But you probably want to talk to a couple and say, hey, how much can you pay me for this job? And you might not even want to tell them how much the other ones are offering. Just say, hey, I would love for you to pay me the most you can on each bill rate and just give me your best offer. What can you pay me for this job? And so then you get a few different job offers from a few different companies and you can really see if there's any company that is super underpaying you and if there's a company that's a big outlier that's paying really well for that job. So you have something to compare. 
Another really great way to compare is use job boards. There's really good job boards out there that show the pay up front. You don't have to talk to a person. You can just go to the job board, type in your state, your specialty, and it'll show you the different jobs that are there. So look at job boards because in those, lots of different staffing agencies will post the job and show the pay rate so you can just compare easily that way and make sure that these recruiters are offering you something that's around the same or if not better than those. And so the best thing you can do after you figure out pay packages is do a quick search real quick. Make sure you're happy with that pay package and that it seems fair. And then, and then you've got to, it seems fair. And you want to do this kind of quickly because jobs do close very fast in our industry, especially if they're high paying jobs, because lots of different travelers will want and apply to that job. So you'll want to kind of call your recruiters quickly get the different offers, look on the job boards real quick. And if it's a good offer, then you'll pick out which recruiter you want to submit you because you can only get submitted with one recruiter. So you want to ask those questions before you say, all right, recruiter number two, I choose you. You're offering me $2,400. The other one was offering me $2,200 a week. You can represent me for this job. Go ahead and submit me into this job. But you still want to do it quickly because there's still the game on the other side of getting your resume in fast enough that you're one of the first candidates. So hopefully you can get selected for the job. But let's do a different scenario now. Let's say you got a job offer from a recruiter and you felt like you do want to negotiate this. You feel like the pay's a bit low. I think I'm worth more. I've done my research online and I can see that in this area, this pay is lower than most of the other jobs or I just want to try to negotiate. There's a few things that might happen. Number one, if the recruiter has actually gone ahead and paid you the most they can, then they're kind of at the end of their options. So they might say, hey, I can give you $2,200 a week. On my end, that's as far as I can move my margin. I've got a pay calculator in front of me, and my company doesn't let me go any lower than that margin for my company. So that's the most I can give you. At that point, they can say, but that's not the end of our options. I can go to my recruiter manager try to pitch your case and see if they will take an even lower cut for our company and get you to get into this assignment. Sometimes they'll do that if you've been with the company for a long time, you've built up some loyalty. If they know you're a trustworthy traveler, you've done some assignments with them and so they're like, this traveler doesn't call out sick all the time. They finished their assignment. They've gotten good reviews. They're gonna make us look good. Maybe there's reasons that they'll be like, this is not a risky traveler. We wanna keep this traveler. Can you please give them a little bit more money. So they can go to their manager and try to get you more money from someone else that can approve a bit more. If the manager says, nope, we really can't give them any more. We wish we could, we can't. There's still another option. They can go to the account management team and say, all right, this traveler does wanna work at this facility, but it's just not enough money. Can you ask the client, which is the hospital, will they increase the bill rate? So in this whole example, maybe in Arizona, you're like, hey, I want to work at this hospital, but this is the one that has a $75 bill rate. I don't really want to work at the hospital that has the $90 bill rate, but it's offering more money. So maybe the account manager can go to the hospital at $75 an hour and say, hey, we have a great traveler, but they need to make this much more. Can you increase your bill rate, you know, this, this percentage and see if they'll go that way. So you can just hopefully have a good relationship with your recruiter where y'all can talk openly about this and you can say, okay, go ahead and go to the facility and ask. 
Now, the facility might still say no, but if that's a non-negotiable for you, you can't go to it unless they raise the amount of money. You might as well ask because the worst that they can say is no. Another thing to consider when negotiating is when you're asking for more money, where's the best spot in your pay package to get more money? When you're looking at your pay package as a traveler, you have all these different kind of buckets that recruiters can put money. They're going to first put money in your taxable bucket. That's like your wages. That's what you're going to pay taxes on. And the IRS is going to say that's how much they make. Then you've got these buckets of tax-free money if you qualify for it. If you have a tax home and, you know, do all of those tax rules. If you do that, they can also give you some tax-free money and say, here's some money that you don't have to pay taxes on that we'll give you every week to help you pay for your housing in the new location that you travel to. And here's some more tax-free money to help you pay for your food and your incidentals while you're there that you don't have to pay taxes on that will just be on your weekly paycheck also. And then there might be a bucket of money that's your travel reimbursement. We're going to pay you tax-free money to help you pay back for having to travel from point A to point B to get to this assignment in the first place. And then sometimes they might pay you back for your licensure that's tax-free or reimburse you for other little incidentals like that. Those typically are the main buckets that make up a pay package. When you're negotiating, you might look at all these buckets and say, which one am I trying to get bigger? If I want to get a little bit more money, which one is the right one to fill up with more money? Well, you look at the buckets and the one you don't want to fill up is going to be the one that you pay taxes on, right? You, you want that one to be the last one that more money goes. So let's look then at the two buckets that are your stipends or reimbursements. Um, these are the meals and incidental stipend per week and the housing stipend per week. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Those are the first place I like to put more money if there's more money available. So what you do to find out if you can put more money there is you go to a website called gsa.gov and you on the website, it'll open up and there's a spot for you to put in the zip code of where you'll be working. And then it'll come up and say, this is the maximum amount of money that a recruiter can give you, that a staffing agency can give you to help you pay for these expenses. The government and the IRS sets this. They do not want the staffing agency to give you unlimited amounts of money you don't have to pay taxes on to help you pay for housing. They're going to say, look, in this zip code, this is a reasonable amount of money for a rent or for a hotel. And so you can give them up to this amount tax-free. Now, if the bill rate that the hospital is offering is too low, sometimes the recruiters cannot max that out. They would love to, but they're like, we don't have enough money to put to max out what the government says because the hospital's not offering us enough money. And so sometimes if you are negotiating and maybe the facility, the hospital ended up saying, yes, we're going to raise that bill rate and you come back and now you've got five more dollars an hour to play with. You might say, okay, don't put it in my taxable first. Let's max out this. Once it's maxed out and you can't get any more because the GSA.gov's amount are, are at the top, then you might look at the other tax rebuckets and say, well, did you give me everything you could in travel reimbursement? Can you give me $250 more there first and see if they will? Uh, different companies typically have different rules around how much they'll give you for travel reimbursement. Um, or maybe there's a, a course like a um, your BLS course or something like that. And you're like, hey, can we negotiate that into this? I can take this course. You can pay me back for it tax free. So a lot of times it's nice when we're negotiating to try to put as much of the money as we can in the tax free buckets. 
but at some point those will probably top out, especially if the bill rate is really good. So at that point, you're back to the taxable bucket. And that's when your hourly rate's gonna go up and up and up, but you have to pay taxes on that amount. The other place sometimes recruiters will put extra money is in bonuses. They might say, okay, if you complete this assignment and you don't leave or you, you don't have this many sick days or whatever incentive it is, we'll give you this amount of bonus at the end of the assignment. That one is not always my favorite place to put money because at the end of the assignment, um, what if you left a week early? What is the fine print? What are all of the rules? It's kind of like you have to wait till the very end to get that money instead of getting it in your hourly wage throughout. And bonuses are taxed really high too. So you're not saving money on taxes. If anything, they're taxed higher than the hourly rate would be. So if they're offering you a bonus to the end, you can also negotiate and say, hey, thanks so much. I would love that money, but can we just go ahead and put it in the hourly rate? Divide that amount you're going to pay me in the bonus up by all the hours I'll work. And let's just increase my hourly rate so I can get it throughout the assignment and not wait till the very end to get it. So those are going to be the top tips I have for negotiating. One, know your worth. Make sure you do your research, figure out what is that area paying, talk to more than one recruiter because most recruiters, because a lot, because most jobs will, because, because a lot of jobs, many recruiters will have access to it. So you can get lots of different offers for one job. So compare pay packages, know your worth. And when you're having those conversations with the recruiters, just stay professional, stay positive. It's very normal in our industry to work with multiple recruiters, but you want to have good communication skills and just let recruiter A know, hey, recruiter B submitted me to that job. I'll talk to you about the next one. It doesn't have to be this hard, scary thing to do that. Number two, don't answer a recruiter directly when they ask, how much do you want to make? How much do you need to make? Just tell them, hey, I want to make the most money I possibly can on a bill rate. Just tell me what the most is you can offer me and we'll go from there and see if we need to negotiate together with the facility or if we're happy with what the facility is already offering. And then lastly, just know how your pay works and all of the different buckets that your money can go in. And so you're going to want to make sure that if you're negotiating for more money, you're filling up those tax-free buckets the best you can before you put too much money in the taxable wages. I hope this helps. And I also hope to see you at TravCon in September this year.